Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. Thank you guys for being here, and it's just a really exciting time for me to be able to teach for Fit, uh, fit for Life. Pastor Wanderson had asked me a while back to teach for Fit for Life, and you know, to be, um, and so you know, once he asked me, I definitely wanted to be part of this, so I jumped at the opportunity, and it just kind of it kind of brings me back to a time where uh, Pastor Wanderson, we we were a vivid memory that I have is we went to Brazil what was that, 2019, I think, it's the last time we were on a mission trip. So 2019, we, were, we went to a mission trip and uh, in Brazil with Pastor Wanderson and, and a group of other church members. And uh, I remember one night, we were, we were well, actually in the morning, we were going to go to some church in the evening. And he comes up to me and he says, hey, uh, uh, would you be willing to preach tonight at this church? And, you know, kind of threw me for a loop because uh, I was scared, to be honest with you. So I told him, I said, uh, well, I don't have anything prepared. You know, can I, uh, can I do it tomorrow? And he said, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You know, we'll find you another opportunity. And so I didn't take the, I didn't, I didn't jump at the chance to preach that night and somebody else preached and the whole, the whole rest of that trip, I just had this, like this, uh, regret in my spirits, like, oh, I'm in Brazil, you know, I've always had like a dream to preach in other countries and I got the opportunity and I, because of my fears, I chickened out and didn't jump at the chance. And so I made a promise to myself and to God that anytime Pastor Wanderson asked me to preach or teach or anything else, that I was going to jump at that opportunity. So uh, so I, 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 thankfully, I had the opportunity to teach with him. He's also an instructor at CFNI, if you guys didn't know that. And so I had an opportunity to co-teach with him. Uh, this class that he did out there at CFNI. So I had an opportunity to co-teach that class with him. And then he asked me to do this. And so obviously, you know, holding, true, holding true to my promise, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And I don't know, this is several months back and uh, probably three months ago. And so, you know, he asked me and, and, I, and obviously, and I said, yes, but, you know, kind of in the back of my mind, to be honest with you, I was kind of hoping he would forget. Because <laughs> again, that fear started welling up inside of me, you know, <laughs> So, uh, obviously, he didn't forget, so lo and behold, I'm here. And uh, like Pastor Lydia said, uh, just a little bit of background about myself. Again, my name is David De La Cruz. This is my wife, Monique. I don't think I've met anybody in the room, so it's really nice to meet you guys. And um, we've been married going on 20 years, um, and we've been members of this church here for about five years. And um, we're both from Lubbock, Texas. Well, she's from Slayton. I'm from Lubbock. And born and raised there, and then we moved to the Dallas area. Uh, we've been here 20 years or so. I don't know how long we've been here, for a little while. Um, like Pastor Liddy said, my background is in finance. I'm a financial, a financial advisor uh, with a pretty big company. And originally, my message was going to be about finances, and it was going to be about demystifying IRAs and Roth monies and Roth contributions and mutual funds and ETFs and everything else. I had it all laid out. I had the secret to wealth. But my wife says, being as, as wise as she is, she says, is that what God is telling you to, to feed his people? And so, you know, we've, like I said, we've been married 20 years, so I give her that latitude. 
she's definitely got latitude with me. And that really got me thinking about, okay, yeah, you know, what is God really, you know, what is he speaking to me? What does he want me to share with you guys? So the, the, my original topic was going to be finances, and we were going to, like I said, we are going to talk different stuff. We'll save that for another time. And if you guys have questions about that, I can always answer questions about that. But we're, we're going to save that for some other time, okay? Now, in thinking about this topic here, um, I really, you know, once Monique said that, once she said, is that really what God is te- uh, telling you to teach his people? It really kind of stirred something in me. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Uh, it really stirred something in me because I think this was maybe Thursday night or Friday night or something. Uh, typically, when I'm, when I'm doing a message, and I'll, I'll teach in Ignite, and I've taught in other, in other arenas. So typically, when, when I'm going to teach, whether it's a lesson or, or a sermon like it is today, now I usually go hide out in my office, and I'll stay there until, you know, until the spirit starts to move. And so Friday night, this is when we had that conversation. So I went up to my office that night, and I probably sat there for a couple of hours Friday evening, and that question just kept running circles in my mind. You know, is this really what God is wanting you to feed his people? And, uh, you know, I tried to write some, some stuff, you know, as far as a topic, and it just wasn't flowing. I mean, every time I would start writing, I just kept hitting this spiritual roadblock that, you know, this is not what, this is not what you should be speaking about. So Friday night, there's really no uh, progress on this message, and I just scrapped it. I uh, got up out of out of my office and just left it, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not getting anywhere. You know, I'm not really hearing from God, and so I just left it alone. So then come yesterday, uh, I woke up in the morning, and, you know, and it was, it's been heavy on my mind what we'd be talking about today. And so I just started seeking in the morning and just like, you know, God, you have to show me because I don't know what, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I'm not sure what subject we're going to speak on, but, you know, you, I need your guidance here, and I need you to show me what you want to speak on. And so <clears throat> the, the topic that we're going to talk about today, um, something that hits home to me really close. And so, you know, as I'm, as I'm just searching and seeking and hoping to find what he wants me to speak about, the thing that kept running in my mind was this question and it was, where are you? And it was not only a question that I was asking, but it was also a question that I was hearing. And it was kind of, it was just in that, in that moment, you know, it was like God was asking me, where are you? And like I'm pleading with God asking, where are you? And so the title of today's message is Through the Valley. And so... Um, like I said, something that, that's been, that it's really hitting home for me because it's just kind of the season that I've been in here the last, I don't know, three or four months. I don't even know how long it is, but it's that season in your life where you feel like you're, you're just kind of lost. You're just kind of wandering, meandering around with no real direction. Right. And you feel like, um, at least I do, this is, this is how I feel. I hope it ministers somebody, but I just feel like, you know, God, where are you in all this? You know, I'm, I'm seeking you, I'm, I'm praying, I'm, I'm reading the Bible, I'm, I'm doing the things that I think I need to do, but it's just like silence, there's like nothing coming back, and I'm not feeling anything. And so, it, you know, I wasn't, I don't want to make it seem like it was like, um, like I was uh, depressed, because 
I've never had really had that issue. But it was just, I just felt lost. I don't know if anybody's ever felt that way. If you've ever felt that way, just show a hands for anybody who's ever felt that way. Maybe you're going through that now. And so that's, that's where I was. Now, like I said, originally I had planned to give you guys all the secret to financial success. So if that's what you're looking for, you can thank my wife that you didn't get that today. <laughs> but what, what I'm really hoping for and what I'm praying for is that, you know, in, in this journey that we go through, um, that if you're feeling, if you're in a season like, like I was and am, where you're feeling like you're, like you're in a valley and, you know, you don't, you don't see, you don't hear, you, you're just not seeing anything from God, you know, hope this, this message ministers to you. Okay, so we'll get into that here. Now, uh, before we jump into this, I want to make sure that we pray for this message. So uh, if you're going to go ahead and come on and have a seat. And if you bow your heads and, and we'll, we'll say a quick prayer real quick. Father, we just glorify you for this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to teach in Fit for Life, Lord. Lord, I just pray for every person representing here today, every family representing here today, Lord, that you would be in us and with us, Lord. Your word says where two or three gather in your name, Lord, that you are there, Lord. And I know that we that there are at least two or three of us have gathered in your name, Lord. We know you're in the midst of this. Lord, I just ask that you speak through me, Lord, that I would be a conduit for your word, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would guide us, Lord, and would give me words to speak, Lord, and that it would um, that it would unlock something in somebody's spirit, you know, somebody who's searching for you, somebody who's needing you, Lord, somebody who is chasing after you, Lord that they would find you today, Lord, that they would hear uh, a whisper, that still small voice, that they would hear that today, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the season that you've brought me through and that you're bringing me through, Lord, that you're refining me, Lord, like, like gold, Lord, that you're refining the, 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 the impure parts, Lord, that you're fluffing those off, Lord. I thank you for your goodness, your, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. We praise your name this morning, your holy name we pray. Amen. All right, wonderful. So like I said, uh, as, I was, as I was contemplating what we're going to speak about, I had that question that kept running circles in my mind, and it was that question, where are you? And so I felt, like, I, I felt like those two famous verses, you know, there's two really famous verses uh, when we talk about valleys. So this first one is out of Psalms 23, verse 4, and it says, Yea, though, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me. And then Ezekiel 37, verse 1 through 4. I'm only going to read the first verse there. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and sat me in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. And so, you know, if we think about that verse, you know, that, that scripture within, in Ezekiel, you know, we, we think about that, that scene of where Ezekiel was at that moment with God. You know, he was in this valley of dry bones, and for me, that always represent that always represented a a, a spiritual uh, a dry place spiritual spiritually, right? And you know, he talks about the bones, and I don't know if you guys. Um, I'm going to age myself a little bit, but I remember when that movie Lion King came, first came out. You know, the cartoon movie. Have you guys remember that? Okay. And that's that's really kind of the scene that I think about when I think about this this scripture here. Is that one scene where the the high uh, uh, Simba and Nala are walking through the, this uh, graveyard of of elephants? Right? Was it elephants? Yeah. 
And, you know, they're seeing all these dry bones. They're kind of scattered throughout, you know, as they're walking along that, that path there. And they see all these uh, elephant skeletons. And, you know, some of them are complete just skeletal remains. You know, some of them still have skin hanging off. You guys remember that? And that's kind of the scene that I think about when I think about this scripture here is that scene right there in that Lion King movie where they're surrounded by nothing but death. And if you guys remember that scene, it's just like really dark and, you know, there's shadowy places and, you know, they're, they're kind of looking around, not really sure about what they're going to run into, right? And so that's really kind of, uh, at least for me, the scene that I get when I, think about, when I think about this scripture, that's a scene that I feel like in my life I was in, you know, where I was surrounded by death, not so much in the, in the term of a physical death, but more like a spiritual death. You know, I was concerned that I was losing my, my, my relationship with God and that, you know, I wasn't sure how to get that back. And so I was just earnestly seeking him and wanting to know, you know, where are you in all this? You know, I need to hear from you. Um, like I said, I sometimes teach in Ignite, and even the thought of having to teach in front of uh, our youth group was really kind of scary to me. So I'm like, I've got nothing to say spiritually. I'm not hearing anything. What would I talk about? You know, what would I, what, how would I minister to people? If I'm not hearing from God spiritually, then how am I going to pass this on to somebody else? And so that's really kind of where I was today in, this, in, in coming up with this message is I had the same feeling, you know. And, and to be honest with you, up until the point where I heard that, that question, where are you? I think that's probably the first time in months that I've heard anything from God. And it was just that where are you question. And, you know, so when I think about that question, it reminded me of some other questions that God has asked. You know, like when he was in the Garden of Eden and he asked about Adam and, and Eve, right? And then uh, when he was with Cain and Abel and he asked, you know, where's your brother? I mean, he knows the answer, right? He's not asking to find something out. It's the same thing when he asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Right? I mean, he knows the answer to that. He, does not, he doesn't need Ezekiel to confirm that these bones could live. So why does he ask that question? Exactly, right? He asked it for us. He asked it for us to, I think, as part of, of getting you to, um, to accept the reality of the situation, right? And I think, well, you know, when I heard this question just running circles in my mind, where are you? I think he's saying, I've always been here. Where have you been? And so that, for me, was really the impetus of, of where today's message starts. And so as I started meditating on these two verses, I felt like I was alone in this valley of despair and this, in this valley of desolation. How many of you guys can relate with that? Good. Okay. So I want to give you four key things to remember. Uh, if you're like me, if you're feeling like you're in the midst of this valley, I'm going to give you four things that I want you to take away from today's message to help you hopefully get through that valley. Now, as, we, as, as I was thinking about these verses and I was thinking about my, my walk through this season that I've been going through, you know, like I said, I've been... I've been cognizant that, that I was missing something and that I was searching and I was chasing and I wasn't seeing any, any fruits from that. And so one thing that I've been doing 
um, really throughout this whole season. And I've just been every morning and even at night. I'm not, I don't know about you guys, but how many of you guys ever kind of wake up in the middle of the night and don't know why you wake, wake up? That happens to me. I think I know it happens to my wife. And, you know, one thing that we've learned is in, the, in that time where you wake up and you're not really sure why, that's a time you just say, God, here I am. I'm here. You know, speak to me. Whatever you need me to do, whatever you need me to say, wherever you need me to go, I'm here for that. And so that's one thing that, you know, that I've learned myself is that, you know, in the middle of the night when, I, when you get that nudge to wake up out of your sleep and you're not really sure, just start seeking. Just start praising. Just start asking God, what do you want from me? What do you need to tell me? I'm listening. I'm here for it. Whatever it is, you know, just let me know. And so I've been doing that throughout this whole season. And one thing as I was, as I was meditating on these verses, one thing that became really, that really apparent to me, because like I said, in this season, it just felt like I was totally separate from him. Like we were walking on two different paths. Like I was there and he wasn't there. And that's the way I felt. But, you know, as we look at these two different, at these two verses here, the one thing that the first thing that I want you guys to remember is that God is always with you. You know, we look at this first verse here. It says, yea, though I walked at the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Even in those times where you're feeling like you're feeling like you're getting attacked, even those times where you feel uh, insecure about your situation because you don't know where the dangers are coming from and you don't know how to prepare for them. God is with you. Even in time where you're walking through this valley of the shadow of death or you're walking through this valley where there's nothing but dry bones, maybe dry bones in your finances, maybe dry bones in your relationships, maybe dry bones in your spirituality. We see that that verse in, in Ezekiel. Ezekiel just didn't make it to the valley on his own accord. God took him out there. And so one thing to remember when you're in that dry place or when you're in that valley... Just remember that regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how dark it is and how desperate and desolate you feel, that God is in the midst of that. And so that was the thing that I, that I, really, um, that I really held on to. I didn't understand why I was going through this season where I didn't hear anything, but I knew that, that God was in the midst of something. And so um, I knew that he was working something in me. It wasn't that I had, that he had left me, but he had to refine something in me so that I could find my way back to him, right? So like I said, the first thing that I want you to remember is that he's never, he's never left you, that even in the midst of that season, that he is still there. Now, the next verse I want to, I want to read here is out of Jeremiah. And this is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. It says, you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart. And then First Chronicles 16 11 says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. And then this last verse here, also, uh, this is out of Second Chronicles 7 14. It says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. And that last verse, we've heard a lot, especially in this last season that we've been in, right, with coronavirus and things of that sort and just the mess that that was, that that was and is still in our lives. We've heard that verse a lot. 
But you know, one thing that I that I grasp on, that I hold on to from those from those pair from the uh, these scriptures, excuse me, is the fact that we should continually seek Him. That even in those times where you feel like you've nav- navigated your way away from God, like I said, first thing, know that He is still there. Have the confidence in knowing that He's still there. He's still in, in your midst. But secondly, even when you're not hearing Him, like I wasn't, continually seek Him. With all your heart, with all your might, keep, keep begging. In desperation, keep asking him to talk to you. In desperation, keep asking him to show you your next step. Because in the midst of all that, he is still there. Now, we sometimes um, associate the valley with, with death, right? And in this case here, the, the valley of dry bones, that's exactly what it was. And so sometimes we think that that nece- uh, maybe it's, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be death in all areas of your life. You know, in this time where I really wasn't hearing from God, my wife and, us, my wife and I saw probably some of the biggest, um, the biggest wins for our situation that we had in a long time. You know, in this time where we've been in, in isolation and we've been cooped up with uh, coronavirus and we've been concerned with our health, and you know, and I don't, I don't uh, blame anybody or take anything away from somebody who decided that they that they need to get vaccinated. Okay, so this is not a political speech about yay or nay to vaccination. We never got vaccinated, but in this season, you know, where where there's been so much uh, sickness and death going on, and it's real. So I'm not I'm not acting like it's not real. It definitely is. You know, I just praise God that in this season, we've never, ever really gotten sick. In this season where people were losing jobs and were, you know, having to figure out how to make ends meet, uh, we bought a piece of property that, you know, that that's a six-acre piece of property that in the natural, you know, we, don't know, we didn't know how it was going to work out. I and mean, we don't have the monies kind of sitting around to do this. But stepping out in faith, we're presenting with this opportunity and I remember the day that we went out to go look at this piece of land. We were just looking at each other like, you know, should we do this? You know, I mean, it's here in front of us. Is this something that we should really be doing? And it's a dream that we both had to, to own property. And so, you know, we prayed about it and we consulted with each other and we were both in agreement. So we did it. And in the midst of that, on top of that, um, my wife had always had a dream to open up a snow cone trailer. And so don't ask me how this happened. Actually, I know how it happened. God just defined our steps, right? Amen. So I was in Lubbock, and I was talking to my brother, and we were visiting the snow cone place out in Lubbock. And we just started talking, and then um, I said, you know, Monique has always wanted something like this. I said, you know, it's always been a dream that she's had. And my brother says, I know somebody who's selling a snow cone trailer. And I was like, really? And, uh, and so I, I, don't, I don't know if you went with me on that trip or not. I don't remember. But, you know, I called my wife, and I was like, hey, there's somebody. Hyman knows somebody. My brother's name is Hyman. My brother knows somebody who is selling a snow cone trailer. And so, you know, we, we talked to whoever was selling it and, you know, and negotiated and everything. And, and we bought the trailer. And so even in the, in the midst of, you know, the season where I felt like, you know, I wasn't hearing from God, I knew he was there because there was all these things happening that in the natural shouldn't have been happening but were. You know, we had all these things that just were falling into place for us. And so... So in, in, in thinking about these, uh, about these verses that we just discussed, 
the second thing that I want you to remember, so the first thing I told you is remember that God is always with you. Don't ever lose hold of that. The second thing I want you to remember is that to seek him continually through your valley. Even when you don't feel it, even when you don't hear it, even when you don't feel even when you feel like your prayers and your your worship and you know your your reading time, when you feel like it's just kind of a waste of time, do it. Continually do that, okay? Now, that last verse we read out of Second Chronicles really gives you a super great uh, roadmap for how to find your way back to God. So we're going to read that again. But what I want you to focus on is, in that scripture, I want you to focus on the word and. Okay? Again, this is Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And it says, again, it says, If my people, which are called by my name... So let's, let's kind of stop there. So he says, if my people, remember there's that, that word if, first of all, which are called by my name. Now, by show of hands, how many of you guys are called by God? Yeah. So we know that we qualify, right? That's our qualification. If we're his people and we're called by his name, so we know we are. So here's the ends. Shall humble themselves and pray and Seek my face and turn away from their wicked ways. There's three ends there, right? So the first one, humble yourself. And that's, and that's really kind of where I was at. God's like, God, I know that I don't deserve your mercy. I know I don't deserve your grace, but thank you for that. I know the type of person I am, and I love God. But I'm not the greatest person. And I'll be honest with myself. I know I'm not. I know I have missteps. And so that was, uh, so that's the first thing, humble yourself. Okay, now those, those words and are really important because they don't give you an out. It's not humble yourself or pray or seek my face or turn away from your, your wicked ways. It's and, that means all these things have to fall in line for you to get that, that end part of that. So first, humble yourself. Secondly, pray, and we've talked about that. Third, we've talked about this, seek my face, seek him continually. And then lastly, turn from your wicked ways. And so I think for me, um, I think that last part was like that key to unlocking my path back to him. Because I was, I was humble myself, I was praying, I was seeking him, so that he just needed me to turn from my wicked ways. Now, for each of us, your wicked ways is, could be something, it's totally different than mine, right? Now, I know where mine is. You know, I tend to put things in front of God. You know, things that entertain me, I tend to put in front of God. You know, I'll go on YouTube and watch videos, and I'll listen to sports, and, you know, and, and I'll watch a lot of football or baseball or whatever it is. You know, I, I, into, I because I, I enjoy it, I put all these things in front of me and my relationship with God. I allow other things to become my God. And I don't know what it is for you. But what I'm, the, what, one thing I would want you to remember, and one thing I want you to take away from this, is identify that thing. If you feel like you're in that dry valley, and you've, been, and you've humbled yourself, and you're praying, 
and you're seeking him continually, then find that thing that's keeping you disconnected from God. What is that area of your life that you know that you need to get a handle of and you haven't yet? What is that area of your life that you've allowed to become an idol to you? What is that area of your life that is drawing you into a life of sin? What is that for you? And no condemnation for me. You just have to find that out for yourself. So turn from your wicked ways, that last one. Now from there, if you do those four things, then what God says, and we can hold him to his word, is I will hear them from heaven, I will forgive them of their sins, and we'll, and we'll heal their land. And your land could be anything. It doesn't have to be, it could be your finances. It can be your relationships. You know, I've got a son who's prodigal, and that is, this is my deepest desire, is to have a relationship with him. One thing that I've always told him, and maybe in the back of my mind I knew, is I always told him, you know, I don't ever want to be to the point where I have an estranged relationship with you, you know, where you're off doing your own thing and we don't ever talk. And to be honest with you, he's out, he's out in Maine, which is super far from here, and we don't talk as much as I'd like. You know, if it was up to me, I see my wife and her daughter, and our daughter, should I say, and they talk every day, like literally every day, maybe twice, twice a day. If they're not talking, then our daughter is at our house. And that's perfect. That's, that's what I want. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I don't get that time with my son, that really hurts my spirit. And it's something that in the deep parts of my, of my prayers that I'm yearning for. So just remember this. You know, we talked about these, these and uh, moments in that, in that scripture there. Just remember that God is just on the other side of your surrender. Once you give it all to him and once you say, God, all these things that I've allowed to get between me and you, I give those up. I surrender all those to your feet. I ask that, you know, you wipe all those things away from my palate and that you make my palate clean again. He is just on the other side of that. And I think in that moment where I was seeking him and I wasn't hearing from him, in that moment where I heard, where are you? I think that was the moment that he did that for me. So number three is, if you haven't gotten this yet, number three is turn away from your personal sin and ask for forgiveness. Now, the last thing that I want, I want you guys to take away from this, and we may finish up just a tad early, is, you know, as I was seeking him, like I was saying earlier, you know, I felt like it was in this valley. And in the two scriptures we, or we read earlier, the valley represented an area of darkness, an area of death, an area of separation, right? But if we think about what the valley is in relationship to into the physical realm, if you think about, like I was watching a movie, and I can't remember what movie it was, and I tried to find a clip of it yesterday so I could really quote it. But I remember this one scripture where I, I think it was The Mountain Between Us with Idris Alba and um, whatever her name, Claire Danes or whatever her name is. But they were, on a, they were on a plane crash, and they had to make their way off this mountain. I think it was this movie, and I remember uh, the young lady in this movie had to find, like, civilization. They were out in this mountain. And that at one point, 
she, she remembered that if you're going to find civilization, just follow the, follow the water, follow the river, right? You follow the river, you're going to find civilization. Now, if you think about rivers, rivers are always in valleys. You never see rivers. There's no vegetation and there's no rivers at the peaks of Mount Everest. You have to go to the valley to find that. So being in a valley, what I would tell you, if you're in a valley... Look for, the, look for opportunities. Remember that the most fertile ground you're going to find is in the valley. And I think that's where we were, that even in our, in our at least in my spiritual uh, wandering, we were in the valley of fertile grounds. And all these things happened for our, for our family that, you know, that in the natural, like I said, you know, wasn't anything that we were necessarily prepared for. And it wasn't necessarily anything that we were doing to make these things happen. But we were in that valley of fertile ground. And God was opening these doors that in the natural we couldn't open ourselves. So if you're going through the valley, continue to seek him and do all those things. But also have an open mind that it doesn't necessarily mean death and desperation. That in the valley there is fertile ground. And so I'm going to ask you to, you know, as you think about the valley you're going through, that even in your desperation for finding God, say also ask him, okay, I'm in this area, you know, what are you presenting to me? You know, what are you preparing me for? What open door are you opening for me today that I can take advantage of? Because that's really, that's really, um, that's really what we did in our life. Remember that the valley is a time of personal growth. You know, in that time where I was seeking him and where I wasn't hearing from him, I had to look introspectively into myself and say, okay, am I doing the things that I need to do to hear from him? Am I seeking him? Am I reading my Bible? Am I watching and, in, and taking in the things that draw me closer to him or pull me further away from him? And so, you know, videos of, of sports or, you know, or whatever, whatever it is that I was doing, I had to cut those out and instead replace those with videos of messages. And, you know, my wife is great about this. She is awesome about this. She'll start working. You know, we're both working from home. And she goes to her office. And the first thing she does, you know, she pulls up YouTube. And she's got a playlist of worship music, of messages, of just different things that fill her spirit. And that is like her go-to. I mean, and, and that I've always admired about her is that she doesn't steer away from that. You know, she's not, she's not drawn to the mundane things that entertain the rest of us. She's drawn in the spirit by that. And so I just, I'm really impressed by that. And so I've, I learned from that. You know, the things that would fill my mind and my spirit, I had to cut those off and be more like my wife in that area. And be like, I want to be like my wife in that area where she seeks. You know, and she fills her mind up and her spirits up with things that allow her to hear God continually. So think about the valley as a, as a, pay, a place of personal growth. Again, remember that there is no growth or vegetation at the summit of Mount Everest. But the most fertile ground that you're going to find is in the valley. Streams are not found in the mountain peaks. They're always found in the valley. First Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. 
Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make your, your path straight. Jeremiah 12, verse 7 says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. So number four, and what I want you to take away from this is put your whole heart, your whole trust in God. And know that even in this season where you feel like you're separate, you feel like you're, you're in a, this valley of dry bones, that one, he's there. That two, we will seek him continually, right? That three, we will turn away from all our personal sin and ask for forgiveness. And four, having done that, that we can put our trust in him and say, in this, the process, you know, where you've brought me through this valley, I trust you, Lord, that you're going to, that you're with me and that I can come back to you and you will be with me. Can I get a minute of that? And we've got a couple minutes here to finish up. So, um, the, what I would, what I want to take, what I want you to take away from this are those four things that we talked about.